This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Jay Horowitz with a special edition of Amazing Mets Alumni Podcast. Mel Stoudemire Jr. Mel is my special guest. I've known your family for close to 40 years. That's crazy, isn't it? I mean, it is crazy, and here we are, right? I'm still in the game. And me too. I am barely. Some great memories, right? I you, mean, you've you, been dear to our family, too. Your, your father was my mentor. I don't know, Mom, but I had a chance to tell you. And when when Mel, when Doc and Doug, I used to eat with him all the time. We were Chinese restaurant in St. Petersburg. And at that time, we were trying to shelter Doc, you know, to not let him speak all the time. And I was getting killed in the press. And your dad said, listen, you got to stick up to the player, be on their side. And I used to call him at night. One particular writer called me a, uh, a Nazi Luftwaffe general for protecting Dachshund. But I can't tell you how much I appreciated what your dad did for me in the beginning. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you know, as, as you probably got to know my dad, you, you realize that was his side of really caring about people and protecting them. And he was that way with my brother and I. You know, just growing up, and I know he instilled those same, that same care yeah. and love for his players. So it probably felt like it was his responsibility. You know, being a being a dad, and then on your end, just being you know, a friend to me, being a friend to you, being a friend. And to you me. know what? Th- those values are are still important in dealing with people. Yeah. And he always took time for for everybody. Yeah, and you know that. You know what I remember, Mel? I don't think they do it today. Is it? I know what you do with. He always used to warm his pitchers up in a in bullpen. And I, he treated all the guys differently. Darling, Doc, Ojeda, you know, Sid. He had a different way of approaching. And your job, I mean, you're 11 years as a pitching coach, you do you take some of the principles that your dad taught you? Oh, every day. You know, it seems like in, in the conversations, there's times i got to take a step back and it's like, man, that that sounds like dad. But... I refuse, Jay, to get back behind the plate and catch these guys. You're not going to do that in anymore? In this day, there's no chance. You know, guys have le- really have less command. There's less pitch makers in the game. Yeah. And they're nasty. I mean, I don't want to go back and catch Sandy Sinker and then have him turn and throw a slider the other way or, you know, Cabrera's 94-mile-an-hour changeup. It's, it's guys, are, guys are nasty. But I used to. And understanding of the value of being on that other end and getting feedback yeah. from the pitchers is is valuable. Now you you were about mid early twenties and eighty six. What do you remember about that time with uh, with Ronnie and Dwight and everything? You know, I I, did, I spent a little bit of time in the off season just talking with my dad about those players and what they meant to right. to him and and really, you know, my mom used to tell me that. In the summer, that was that was his kids away from home, and I knew what she was talking about. Just and how he he dealt with them, how he cared for them, how he loved them, and the trust that come with that relationship. So, uh, we obviously, my brother and I, Todd and I, knew 
how good special those guys were, you know, from a from a pitching standpoint. But it was the other things that he talked about that maybe openly he didn't share with the public. You know, the struggles of of players, their limitations, their deficiencies, right. and and all those things. But he loved them. He with all this stuff with Doc, he always stood by Dwight, and I always Dwight, I always appreciated Mel's support. You know, on and off the field. I mean, he was... Well, you know, I, you know, my, you got to remember my dad was a player and he came up as a young right. player, I think 22 years right. old when he got to the big leagues. So he knew the struggles, you know, that, that the players were going to endure. He knew what they were up against and, you know, what the outside world was going to look like outside the game of baseball and and some of those struggles they were going to face, decisions they were going to have to make. So he was a parent in a sense, you know, other than you know, the coach between the lines, but he, he took interest in, in care. And I mean, I, he always had great advice and he was that way around our household too. You know, it's, it's, it was his job to make sure that they knew what he felt, you know, and, and ways to navigate things. And he was a master at it, man. I get, I have one quick story about your mom. I'm probably going to screw it up. It happened in front of our clubhouse. Rod Dato was there. Okay. One of you guys didn't make a team, and I forget what it was. It was the Olympic team. The Olympic team, and your mom went after oh, pre- Your mom went after pretty good, right? I mean, she stuck that, up for the. That's st- mom. You know, if, if and you knew dad. He yeah. was such a level-headed, yeah. would deep thought before he reacted, and yeah. then there was my mom. Yeah. <laughs> People don't realize how competitive and athletic uh, of a woman that she was. Yeah. Still to this day, Jay. At the end, but of the I game. remember she and Rod Dato. People don't know, you know, coach at USC, one of the top coaches. And who was it? You didn't make the team, or so yeah. That that was the '84 Olympics, right? And uh, I got I got cut like the very last right. last cut, and of course she disagreed with the decision, yes. like she always does, and she always has an opinion. So yes, it was great. I was not afraid my... to express her no, her thoughts. So. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Digress for one second. One Met pitcher you're very familiar with, Max Scherzer. You were with him in Arizona. Did you think he would get to this point when he, he was a reliever when he came up? Well, you know, he was a starter when he came up, but he got put in the bullpen uh, there for a little while in Arizona, with no other intentions of letting him settle in and go through some of the things that young pitchers go through. And it was. Uh, really unconventional way in this day and age to do things and let guys groom out there a little bit. We saw Atlanta do it with Strider. But to answer your question, there was no doubt in my mind that he was going to get where he is today. Absolutely no doubt. Just from his work ethic, his tenacity, he's bright. You know, he was stubborn but open. And I knew he was going to push whatever that seating was going to be, and he was going to get there. I've got one over here with, you know, with Miami that is kind of falling along the same guidelines. Uh, in, in Sandy is yeah. 
wired a little bit the same uh, internally, right. but maybe he doesn't express himself as much as, as Max does. So, Do you, do you buy, had a by-play with Max through the years when he got to different teams or was it hard with your job? And, and you know, I, I always stop and say hi to Max. He's, uh, I've always stood back and still admired him trying to get better as a pitcher and pushing himself. You know, that was the one thing with him that I very quickly realized, like, this guy's going to push himself to the top. And it wasn't going to take me putting my foot, you know, in his butt to drive him. He, that part was already there, and, and Sandy's a lot like. So, you know, along the way, I've always kind of just stood and admired and watched him run in the outfield and, and work and talk with other pitchers. And to, to be able to take the time and, and groom the young guys coming up, it's so, so valuable. You and your brother Todd were kind of with divergent paths. You, what, 11, 12 years as a pitching coach of Todd, you know, I didn't really, he won close to 140 games in the major leagues. I mean, you, you went the coaching route and Todd went the. Play. Yeah, I was forced to go to the coaching route. You know, I ended up having seven surgeries. That's right, I remember. Between my shoulder, my that, elbow. That could be a little bit of a hindrance. But. My, my, my knee. So uh, I've been very, I'm well versed in injuries and getting guys backed and. You know, I learned a lot during those times on the disabled list, and I, I was able to spend more time with my dad from a coaching standpoint. Uh, he knew I was going to coach. I didn't at the time. You know, I was still trying to, to push through the injuries and play, and my brother certainly had a nice career and did some great things in the game, won a world championship and was part of some important teams. And Your dad, I forget what he, he pitched for 11 years with a, like a below three ERA. And then he got, what was the injury? I forget what his injury was. He had a rotator cuff right. injury. And so back then, you know, when you had shoulder injuries, it's uh, the chances of coming back were, were very slim. And, and to this day, there's, it's still a tougher injury to come back from an elbow. So... You know, he, he wasn't, dad really, he was still, I feel, felt like he was still in his prime. You know, he still had some good years. So, you know, in the world of people, they talk to refer to him as a Hall of Fame pitcher. You know, he pitched on some lean years with the Yankees. The Yankees weren't good in the 60s, they, right? They, they, weren't, they weren't good, you know. Right. I remember one year he went 12 and 20 with a two-something right. ERA and was among the, the ERA leaders in the league. So the following year he won 24 games, so. Pitched on some lean years and really pretty good hitter too. One, I got five hits in the game one time. Five for five one time against the uh, the, the Senators, I right. believe, Washington. Uh, just a couple days ago, I think 50 years ago maybe or something like that. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of 
the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. What's your roots in you? Any, you know, we come back to New York, good memories for you, Mel? I mean, Great memories. You know, what's really eerie, I use the word eerie and sometimes emotional, is I, I walk, you know, yesterday I spent some time walking the same streets, you know, that my dad spent a lot of time in New York, uh, just people watching. And when I was with him, you know, at the end of seasons, just to hear people call his name out and recognize him on the street, realized how special he was and how special this place is. And we got some great memories here, you know, here here in New York that are going to go with me the rest of my career. I remember rest of uh, my life, Jay. when he was sick for a long time. He kept battling and battling. I remember I saw him one time in the hospital, and I was so petrified. When I was when Mel, yeah, blood, what was the exact blood disease? I forget the exact. He had my uh, multi-myeloma. And he was all covered up, and I dropped my gloves. And I, I was started to cry. I said, oh, God, when I, I was, remember, I said, what did I do? You know, your, your dad started to laugh, but he battled a long time, right? I mean, would, oh, man, that was my dad. It was yeah. that German blood. Yeah. But, you know, he, he went 20 years with that disease. And I remember getting the call from my mom, and you know they were they were talking about two to three years with you know life expectancy, and he always talked about you know just living another day and and trying to find a cure, and he battled that thing right to the end. And to be honest with you, it it really wasn't the myeloma that got him. You know he got got pneumonia, got an infection in there, and and so a lot to learn from just watching him as a person fight that disease and what he what he was up against. He meant, really meant so much to me. I was in the early 80s, a young kid out of college, and he told me it was like to exist in a locker room, how to deal with players, deal with the media. And he also had a kind of a devilish side. One trip to Houston, we went to Gillies. Uh, but he somehow persuaded me with Bobby Wine, one of the yeah. other coaches. Did you, go, get, did you get on it? I did get on it, and I <laughs> fell off. I almost broke my leg. You got to get on the horse. <laughs> so I got on the horse. And Bobby Wine and Dad were laughing him behind off at me, and I fell off. And I mean, and he used to play practical jokes, but I mean, but he, he meant so much to me in my community. That my was the honorary side of my dad. Yeah. And he was a prankster. Yes. He, I'm said, an easy he, he definitely now. set you up, Jay. I'm an easy victim, though. No, he set you I'm, up. I'm an easy victim. You know what, Jay? He, he loved you. Yeah. I mean, I. He, he talked, you know, it, it's. He, besides his players, he talked about you a lot. Yeah, right. And, and, and I try so to stay I'm, in touch through the years, you know, and I he's, call your mom now and just let him know, you know, and I always... That's do, what baseball does. Yeah. I try to take that, those values that, and that love for people and make sure that I take the time to, to do the same and, and treat people that I work with that same way because they're important. They're important. We got to be proud of what you've done in Miami through the years. We got a great staff here in Miami and... You know, I'm sure the future is bright for the pitching staff and a lot of good guys. And uh, yeah, be proud of what you did. Listen, I appreciate your friendship, Mel. And I'm going to call your mother tonight. Let you know we spoke. And I 
Miss Jean, I always keep in touch with her and uh, good friends. And your dad was something special to me. No, it's all in my family, something yeah, special to me. You're, you're, you're a great friend, and yeah. your name goes a long way in our family. We well, love you, Jay. Thank you, Mel. Appreciate it. Thanks for your time. Appreciate it. All right, my man. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.